What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, where we believe the best idea wins, and we're here to generate lots of good ideas for you. And to do so, we bring on smart guests, people that are much smarter than myself, to share wisdom, knowledge, expertise, all that good stuff. And right now, where we're at, the 28th of September, uh, heading right into conference season head on right into the conference season, trade show season. Uh, as we all know, for the next few weeks, probably up to the month or more, there's going to be events back to back to back. Uh, and so I wanted to bring on Pete from uh, from Service Nation to talk about Service World Expo, uh, for one. And then also wanted to give some advice on ways to maximize your uh, your attendance and your presence at a trade show so that you don't just go there and get a bunch of business cards and free t-shirts, but you actually go there and get actionable things that you can put into process when you get home. So Pete, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Eric. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. So Pete, you were a guest on the show about a year ago, which was awesome. We kind of did a similar thing, uh, but just as a recap for, you know, for some of our newer listeners, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell them about what you do at Service Nation. Sure. So uh, Pete Danielson, uh, been in the heat and air plumbing space for, um, you know, 25, 30 years. Um, I've done contracting. I worked at a distributor. I worked for a major manufacturer of heat and air equipment. And now I'm at Service Nation, which is the nation's largest best practice group for home service contractors. And our whole existence is really about helping contractors go from turning a wrench to turning a profit and helping them run a better business. They're, most contractors are great at the technical aspects uh, where they need help with some of the business uh, uh, you know, areas. And so our whole mission is to help them with sales, marketing, accounting, customer service, dispatch, you know, just all of the things that sometimes we don't think about leadership management. So that's what we do. Um, and, you know, we're having a lot of fun right now. It's a good time to be in the industry. Yeah. What are some of the changes you've seen throughout your career? Some of like the, the key changes you've seen in the industry? I think that first of all, our industry is probably as good as any other industry at adapting to change. I mean, we've had so much thrown at us over the last 25 years from efficiency changes, refrigerant changes, um, having to recover refrigerant, code changes. Um, now we're having you know uh, significant labor challenges. Uh, we've had the pandemic and supply chain, uh, price increases. So we're really, really good at adapting. Um, what I think is happening right now is um, we've got some manufacturing changes and we've got some states like California changing to electrification and we've got other uh, sear changes and minimum efficiency. So there's a lot getting thrown at contractors right now. And we've got a labor challenge. So all of these are kind of converging into one thing. And we're going to talk a lot about that this year at our um, Service World Expo is how do you um, manage all of this and how do you still attract people into your business, into the trades and we really believe that there's um, some opportunities to really do some amazing things coming up here. Yeah. So let's let's dig into the the event real quick. Uh, what are some of the some of the I guess the key things that are coming up for the event this year? And um, 
like what what can people expect i guess to look forward to at the uh, service world expo yeah service world expo is going to be in tampa um october uh 17th 18th 19th 2021 um that week um and you'll go to our website serviceworldexpo.com to check the exact schedule um what you can expect um high energy a lot of people we're expecting a couple thousand people to be there um and we've got some keynotes that are i'm really excited about first of all we got tim tebow as the opening day keynote um if you know him you know his inspiring story about being a uh, college football star professional football player went into playing some baseball but even more than that he's been an inspirational leader a spiritual leader a really good citizen through the community. And, and so he's tying all of these experiences into inspiring our audience, helping them um, get motivated and inspired to run a better business, to take on these challenges. The second day, we've got the author of um, The Four Disciplines of Execution, which was the very first book I ever found on how to get things done. You know, so many times we go to these conferences and trade shows and we take, you know, 10, 20 pages of notes. We have all the best intentions. We come back to the business. We put our notebook down and we get back into the whirlwind of the day-to-day -day activities. And before you know it, six months has gone by and we didn't implement anything from the show. Mm -hmm. Chris was the very first book. Uh, Chris is the author of The Four Disciplines of Execution. It was the very first book I ever found that gave me a process on how to implement the ideas that I got at these shows. And so we're super excited to have him there. And then the third day, we've got Scott Mann, a retired Lieutenant Colonel, former Green Beret, that's gonna talk to us. And Green Berets, and especially Scott's specialty, are connecting with people and building trust in trust-challenged environments. And Scott is gonna teach our audience on how to build rapport and connection and trust with your employees, with your prospects, with your customers. So, you know, we're excited because we think that it all flows together really well. We've got Tim Tebow inspiring you, uh, Chris from Four Disciplines of Execution, teaching you how to have a process to implement it. And then we've got Scott at, on the uh, closing keynote to teach people how to communicate and get buy-in from your team, from your customers on what your mission is. So we think it's gonna be a dynamic uh, three, four days. We've also got 40 plus breakout sessions from random topics, and we've got a huge uh, expo with over, I think, 150 exhibitors. So whether it's software, hardware, tools, training, equipment, we've got everybody there. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the biggest show of the year. That's right. <clears throat> Make sure you stop by booth 313P and see Rival Digital. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. And, and, you know, I think with trade shows, at least from my perspective, because I, I go to uh, conferences on the marketing agency side occasionally, and then I go to conferences as an exhibitor, too. So I kind of see both worlds. Um, what I find is the keynotes are always great, you know, for more of the long form, like hands on, really get engaged type stuff. But I also there, there is a lot of value in the breakout sessions, too. So what's some like advice or strategies that you would uh, recommend to contractors for when they're trying to plan their breakout schedule? Because you can't go to all 40, 
obviously. So how do you go about figuring out which ones are best for you to attend? Yeah, you're right. You know, the keynotes are are often um, a blend of entertainment and, and education. And then the breakouts really get down to the ground level and they and they get, you know, to where we can really implement, we can execute. So what I look for and what I think uh, folks should look for is, number one, you know, um, what are the areas that they want to focus on in their business? And then number two, you know, who who's delivering the message? Is this a, an interesting person, a compelling company? Who's you know, is this a contractor doing the breakout? Someone that's already been there, done that. Um, all of these things are present at Service World. So, you know, I think what you're looking for is uh, prioritize what you want to work on with your business. Um, so if you're running a sales team, obviously something in that sales department or execution of a sales process is going to be top of mind. Um, and the follow up to that, Eric, is once you get your notes, you know, and you go back, you know, use the four uh, uh, steps of uh, for disciplines of execution, excuse me, to make sure you implement this. And Tony Robbins says it. He goes, you have to take massive action within 48 hours. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you know, you have a less and less chance of actually getting things done. So when you come back from the show within 48 hours, 24 hours is optimal. Take some action. Get, you know, to where you can start to implement one, two or three of these things. If you try to implement 10 it's not going to work, right? It's too much. Yeah. And you, you can delegate it to people on your team, but yourself, you know, one or two really key impactful ideas that you pick up from this. That's what you want to implement first. Yeah. And that, and I think like a great step in identifying those one or two, maybe three things is like we talked about when, uh, when Tom Peregrino was on the podcast, you, you got to know the business inside and out to start. Like you got to know your numbers. You got to know, what sucks and what doesn't suck before you can go improve anything. And I think that if you don't know that heading into it, you're just going to attend the ones that have the coolest name or the coolest title. And you're going to be like, well, that sounds kind of cool. Let's go learn about marketing. Um, and you'll go in there and you might not even have a marketing problem. Uh, so it's definitely good to know ahead of time, you know, look at the agenda, see what they've got, see what you need and plan it out that way. And even bring a team member or two. Yeah. I was just going to say that Eric is um, a lot of folks are bringing people from their business, they're bringing a partner, a, a, a key uh, employee, key manager, um, a spouse. And sometimes I do recommend that you divide and conquer, right? And so don't, two of you don't go to the same class, um, split them up and, and try to pick up as much different information and directions that you guys uh, can learn about and then go back and huddle up and decide, okay, hey, we've got 10 great things here. Let's prioritize them as far as implementation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think it really is. You know, for the listeners, if you've never been to a trade show, I would definitely, you know, take note of this. Um, and if you have been to a trade show and haven't, you know, seen any luck out of it, maybe try it out this time. Um, but following Pete's advice about one or two things, three at the most, uh, because the first time I went to a conference, it was a marketing agency mastermind. I was there from Sunday to Thursday and you got, you got the big workbook and I was just, I was dialed in. I was leaned in. I was listening. I was taking notes. I had this big book. I couldn't wait to get back. And then I did nothing with it. I don't even know where the workbook's at. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it was a hundred pages of notes and I didn't do anything with it. And, and, and 
you're not alone. It's happened to me. It's happened to everybody. Um, you know, we had uh, Gino Wickman from uh, the book Traction and the uh, system, the EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System, as one of our keynotes last year. And Gino said that if you have somewhere between one and three goals, um, you'll typically accomplish two of them. If you have between four and seven goals, you'll typically accomplish one of them. And if you have eight to 10 goals, you'll typically accomplish zero of them. Yeah. That's fascinating. And that's really the power of the, the mind to be able to focus. And so that, you know, that one, two or three big things that you pick up from the show is really where you want to start. Now, there's nothing wrong with capturing 10 great things and putting them down on paper and, and holding them. But you got to work on those first one, two or three and really get those across the finish line first. Yeah, absolutely. Now you've got the the keynotes, which is, you know, powerful, good information. You got the breakouts again, a little more hands-on, great information, kind of at the kind of the ground level. And then you've got what I think is the most valuable uh, as an exhibitor. And that yeah. is the things that happen once the showroom's closed and we all head down to the lobby and everyone goes to the bar and all that stuff. Um, so I, I've found that there's a ton of value even in, in those one-on-one -on -one conversations with fellow contractors or fellow, you know, what, when you name it at the after parties. Yeah. Every night we do have uh, some sort of party, uh, uh, you know, activity, get together. Um, one of them, we're on a yacht. Uh, another one, you know, we're going to, um, some uh, uh, bowling facility, kind of a lights out kind of thing. Um, so there's a lot of great parties. And Eric, you're right. Um, the networking um, is amazing. And here's the great thing about our industry. And I say this over and over again. Contractors are so generous. You know, if you go up to someone that's, that's bigger, more successful, um, in, than you, and, and they're not in the same market as you. And you say, Hey, Eric, tell me how you did it. You know, you, you got to this level. I'm, I want to get there too. How did you do it? Most of the time guys will tell you exactly how they did it. And that's, I think fairly unique. Um, it doesn't happen in every industry, but it happens over and over and over again at our shows, um, where the people will say, you know, absolutely. I'll be happy to tell you, this is what turned it for me. This is how we did it. In fact, here's my card. If you want to come out to my shop and visit, you're welcome to come visit. I'll show you the operation. That kind of information and networking is really invaluable. Um, and, I, and I don't know where else you get it if you're not at a show like Service World, um, where you've got, you know, uh, so many contractors from so many different places that have so many different levels of success. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. So <clears throat> on the other side of the coin for exhibitors like myself and Rival Digital, see us at booth 313P, what's some advice that you would give to an exhibitor? Because I know we have a lot of not just contractors listening to this show, but also software uh, companies listen to our show that are in the industry and they might be exhibiting. So what's some advice you would give them so they can maximize their time and effort at, at a show like this? Well, number one, what we encourage all of the contractors, all the attendees to do is to go to every single exhibitor 
and ask a simple question. How can you help me make more money? And, you know, let that one soak in for a little bit. You know, it's a very interesting question to ask an exhibitor. You know, hey, Eric, you know, hey, I'm Pete. I've got this business. How can you help me make more money? And then listen, and you're going to see and hear a lot of information from these exhibitors. And by the way, the list of exhibitors is the best of the best. I mean, we've got some wonderful, high quality firms uh, and people that are going to be in this expo hall that will give you real answers to how you're going to help them make more money. Um, turn it around for the exhibitors. You know, we say, hey, get out there, ask contractors, what are their biggest challenges? What do they need help with? Engage, have conversations, listen. You know, sometimes exhibitors are so uh, excited to share what they can do. They don't ask the contractors what they need help with. Mm -hmm. so we want, you know, we want it to be a dialogue back and forth to where the exhibitors are asking the contractors, you know, what kind of business segment are you in? What are your biggest challenges? What are you looking forward to next year? What's what's holding you back? You know, what kind of help do you need? Um, those are some really probing questions that will get some high quality answers. And we see a lot of partnerships happen from this show. We see a lot of contractors that engage with um, different firms, whether they be marketing, software, manufacturing, distributors. You know, we see it all. And they, there's a lot of relationships that are formed just by simply coming up to a booth, shaking someone's hand and saying, how can you help me make more money? Or tell me about your business. What do you what are your challenges? What do you need help with? Yeah. That's yeah. And I think it's, um, it, it can be overwhelming too. like a lot of people's, they call it your social battery wears down, you know, after yeah being up on the show floor all day, being in breakout sessions, your brain's constantly just digging into business. Uh, it can be challenging for the contractor to have the energy to go up and initiate the conversation. That's why I think it's, you know, in the initiate, you know, how do you make more money? How do you help me make more money? Um, but I don't think it should be the contractor's job to like drive the conversation. And I see a lot of exhibitors sitting at the table. They don't, they don't want to talk. And I'm like, you guys need to get up and yeah, you drive yeah. the conversation. No question. I mean, you know, um, the, uh, uh, someone in that uh, dialogue has to be assertive. If both people are tired or, or, or you know, overloaded, it's going to go nowhere. So someone's got to be assertive. And so, you know, um, it's up to, you know, that exhibitor to figure out which one's going to be assertive. If it's mm -hmm. a contractor, great. Let's let me listen. If yeah. it's the contractors a little bit passive, a little bit worn out or still thinking about the session before, that's when you engage and say, hey, you know, stop for a second. Tell me about your business. You know, where are your gaps? What are you looking to do? Where do you want to go in five years? Mm -hmm. What's holding you back? And you'll get some good quality answers. Um, yeah. Also with that um, about being overloaded, the, the exhibit hall is quite large, right? So 150-ish, um, you know, exhibitors. We definitely suggest that if you can't get through it all in one day, which is a lot to, if you're having high quality conversations, um, split it up, do half one day and half the second day, you know? Um, but understand to go at the pace that the contractor or the attendees feel comfortable with. We have two days of, uh, you know, open house, if you will, for the exhibit hall. So 
you should be able to get through it and you should be able to have some really good connections. Yeah. Now I, I kind of, as I alluded to at the beginning, uh, this is kind of the last point I wanted to hit on. Um, there's a lot of events and it always happens as you know, when the summer dies down and then kind of in the springtime is when kind of the next wave of events happen. But the ones in the spring, obviously there's not nearly as many as there are in the fall. Um, what do you think are the qualities of a good show versus a not so good show? Cause there's a lot to choose from and it can be expensive and some contractors may only be able to go to one or two at all uh, for the yeah. year. So, you know, what the way we look at it is um, we want to have keynotes that are um, exciting, entertaining, but also can give you uh, real benefits to your business. I saw a celebrity keynote one time at an industry event. Uh, I, he will remain nameless. And he was a big celebrity and he was very engaging. He came out and he told stories for 20 minutes. He took pictures with the audience for 20 minutes and he left. And I go, what happened here? I didn't learn anything that would help me with my business. So we really think the keynotes need to be able to have some connection to your business as well as being exciting, you know, celebrity, uh, bringing them in. The other thing that we have found is contractors like hearing from other contractors, uh, people that have been there, done that, walked a mile in their shoes. So we do have a lot of breakouts with contractors that are speaking that will be relatable to the attendees. And we also think that, you know, our exhibitors and, you know, and certainly you're a prime example, we want really high quality firms there. Uh, we're pretty selective. And so we want really high quality uh, folks that are in our exhibit hall, in our breakouts, at the bar afterwards, like you said, you know, interacting. Um, so all of those experiences kind of come together to where, you know, you're going to meet some great people. You're going to meet some great companies. Um, and, you know, the last thing that we also look at is, you know, is the facility right? You know, our show has gotten so big now that, you know, we've moved to a convention center. So we've got, you know, just a tremendous facility, um, mm -hmm. you know, We've got enough room where we can spread out. We've got enough uh, capacity for people where they're not on top of each other. Um, so location, facility, the people, you know, and, and the quality of the content really makes that show uh, phenomenal. And, you know, we've been doing it for a number of years now. We're the biggest for the residential side. Um, and, you know, we feel really good about the show coming up. Yeah. Now, I'm really looking forward to it. And I know... Uh, our team's looking forward to it because it's always a good opportunity for, you know, us as a remote company to actually be in person with our teams. So um, kind of two birds, one stone there, get to hang out with the team for a week and also, you know, attend the event and meet people. No, I, I enjoy, you know, just running into you uh, at these, you know, because sometimes we only see each other in two dimensions, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so it's great to see you uh, in person there and, um, and so it really is one of those events where everyone's pretty excited. Everyone's in a good mood. And, um, you know, it's nice to get back face-to-face uh, -face with people. Yeah. Well, Pete, how can how can our listeners learn more about the show or sign up or, you know, register? So, again, uh, serviceworldexpo.com is the website. Um, 
we've got the schedule, we've got the uh, list of uh, breakouts and the keynotes. Um, we still have a few um, hotel um, blocks that are available. We sold out a couple others. So um, it's getting close to where we're going to be completely sold out and you're going to be on, on your own to uh, pay full price for a hotel room. So I would encourage people if they're on the fence to go grab that block now. Um, but yeah, serviceworldexpo.com has got it all. Awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll echo the hotel thing. Last year, we lollygagged on hotels and we ended up having to stay in an Airbnb about 30 minutes away from the yeah. uh, the event. And we had to Uber every day back and forth. And it's uh, it's not worth it. Go ahead and book now for sure on the hotel rooms. Yeah, good point. Awesome. Well, Pete, I appreciate you joining me. And thank you again to everyone uh, at Service Roundtable for putting on events like this. I know it's a lot of work, so hats off to you all. And I look forward to seeing you in just a few short weeks. Yeah, it's going to be great, buddy. Awesome. Take care, Pete. See ya. All right, bye. Thank you for tuning in for another episode. If you're an HVAC contractor in need of digital marketing services, contact us today at www.rivaldigital.com.